Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. LeBron James said... Is it raining out there or something? Why does it look yeah, all Yeah, man, it's misty, raining on and off, they think, all day. It's actually, though, Key, it, it's not 10 degrees. So. No, it's it, supposed it, to be like it's, 50. Yeah. So, like, oh, that's good for y'all. Yeah. yeah. It's decent. By the look, way, look at that. what's that, crazy look nowadays look. is it goes from, it was like 14 degrees in the morning, like literally, uh, yesterday. It was crazy cold, and I come out between shows and I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on the dock at the seaport, and no, no, maybe it was after this, Just it was like 3 p.m. It was kind of hot out. It was like yeah. 50-something degrees. That's changed 40 degrees in one day. That's where we are. L.A. is like that, though, at night. L.A. can get, L.A. can go from, you know, it ain't balmy. T- it the, ain't 10 degrees in L.A. No, 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 but it can get to, like, upper 40s when it, it was, was like, cold. Oh, it, was cold. it was cold last night. Yeah, and it'd be like 75 degrees during the day. How's it 48 degrees at night? It's like that. Um, this is Keyshawn J. Willimax coming to you from the Seaport District, the Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Guys, LeBron says the door is not closed on a potential return to the Cleveland Cavaliers and that his last season in the league, and this is a quote, will be played with my son. He said that in an interview with The Athletic ahead of Sunday's All-Star game. He also pointedly, praised Thunder GM, not Lakers GM Rob Palenka, but Thunder GM Sam Presti over the weekend. So is there an issue between LeBron and Lakers GM Rob Palenka? Remember, when LeBron got to L.A., it was clutch sports. No, oh, look at this. Kobe's guy is the GM. Here's Brian Windhorst on SportsCenter. If you speak for LeBron James, and that is not the way he feels, but you present it as the way he is, you are going to hear about it. And that is what happened with Rob Palenka after he didn't do anything at the trade deadline, and he said that LeBron was on board. That made him hot. So LeBron is basically pushing back on the Lakers in action. And by the way, of course LeBron knows he had a major role in assembling this roster. Kevin, he does not care. He is all about what can you do for me now? Yeah, and, and, and when he's right right there, uh, Jay, when you look at it on the surface, LeBron James, two years ago, that pick would have certainly been moved to Houston along with Westbrook to acquire John Wall two years ago, three years ago. But now Rob Palenka is saying to himself, no, I'm going to take back this power and this control from you, Clutch, uh, uh, Maverick Carter and the rest of the crew, I'm going to start doing it the way that I want to build a team because we allowed you to build it and we in this mess right here now. And LeBron James is saying, okay, well, if you're going to do it that way and you're not going to let Rich Paul, my agent, continue to do it the way we want to do it, then I may might as well start thinking about 
going to play somewhere else in the future, and you can see this kind of situation. I think since LeBron's been on the team, it's been upwards of something like 15 former clutch clients that's been on this Laker roster in four years. How many, Jay? So I, I, count, I counted the names. I, I, had, I had eight. You um, had eight. Eight. You're missing somebody. Yeah. But, um, but remember, when that's KCP, still a lot. That's still a lot. The that's year, a lot of The names. year before LeBron got to town, you could see the path being paved. I was doing radio out there on, in ESPN, on ESPN LA, and it was like, oh, KCP got a one-year $17 million deal. <laughs> oh, maybe LeBron really is coming to yeah. LA. So this is it, Keith. You bring up such a good point, and it's funny because, you know, I've been trying to connect this web for the last week and a half on TV singing – between the Les Snead shirt that he quote tweeted, and then he added the Sam Presti comments calling him the real MVP, even though OKC has never won a championship, right? He called him an MVP for recognizing talent, which I understand. But, you know, fans are saying, well, you know, LeBron James needs to own the fact that he's the one that made this call. He's the one that made this call and chose to go for Russell Westbrook. And I say, okay, I, I, I understand that. I understand from a fan perspective how you can be angry because LeBron James made the wrong decision as related to Russell Westbrook. Nobody thought Russell would play the way Russell has played the first part of the season. Nobody at all. Not this bad, right? But then at the same time, that fan wants Rob Palenka. Like, you need to be strong and do your job. But this is what happens now that you're asking Rob Palenka to say, draw a line in the sand. Now you're going to have LeBron James that's going to fat by- you know, fight back, and it puts Jenny Buss in a situation where, where does she choose? What well, see, ch- what side of history does she choose to stand on? It seems like she's standing on Rob's side for right now, but if LeBron starts to wield his power more and more and more, that could put the Lakers in a very precarious situation. It could get when, ugly. When you have a position of power like LeBron has had in the Lakers organization or any organization for that matter that he played that he's playing on, he's wanted to play with certain players. They granted him that wish. There's no question about it. I think Jeannie Buss is put in a position because of a long-standing relationship with Rob Palenka via Kobe Bryant. And so Jeannie is a very loyal individual. I've known Jeannie Buss since I was a kid. And so she's a very loyal individual. I think her loyalty will side with Rob Palenka before it does an aging LeBron James despite winning an NBA title just two years ago. Really um, interesting. You know, it's just the, the reality of it. Uh, you know, you got to think about it. If LeBron James walks out the door next year or the year after, what are the Lakers left with? They're left with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a Rich Paul client. But Anthony Davis, in most people's eyes, in, in, in a Laker building or in, a, in the NBA, is not living up to everything that it was supposed to be when he became a Laker. He was supposed to be the heir apparent to LeBron James, and you were supposed to build around him. That doesn't seem like that. that's going to happen in the future. So what is really Clutch and LeBron James leaving the Lakers when he's done playing in the NBA? I want to circle back to Jeannie Buss. She's the daughter of the late, great Dr. Jerry Buss, who is by so far the greatest owner in the history of American team sports, it's embarrassing. And I'm a Yankees fan, Steinbrenner, so that no one came close to Dr. Jerry Buss's success. And, and the way he handled things, too. He, people loved that dude. Super smart guy. Um, and, and in Jeannie's case, it feels like the apple didn't fall that far from the tree. 
And the question about the like the soul of the Lakers right now, like what kind of franchise are they? We will will be revealed partly through this LeBron stuff because we see LeBron in Miami. Miami is Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra, a certain culture. You can't just go in and you're not going to run everything. You have to fit in, even if you're LeBron also James. Also, LeBron James, is, even though he was established, it, like he became championship no level. Doubt. So there's a level of him attaining that next level. Of no success. doubt, but but at a certain point, you if if you're going to flex, you're going to leave, right? Like it is Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra. Okay. Then you go to Cleveland, and Dan Gilbert had by that time smartened up and realized, oh, I didn't do anything for LeBron James. He did everything for me. Okay, fine. Here, you guys run the show. Now he's in L.A., somewhere between Miami and Pat Riley and Cleveland, right? On, somewhere on that spectrum of really strong, healthy, or super competitive culture from the top versus a team that's just happy to have you are the Lakers. Where are they going to fall? What decision ultimately will Jeannie make? Is she going to – and key, does it just come down to a, a calculus where you look at LeBron, as you suggested, and think, Jay, he's only got – maybe a year, like since he's older now, we don't see, need to kowtow the way maybe we would have in the past. But see, guys, this is chess. So who's the most powerful agent in the game of basketball right now, Key? Rich Paul. Okay. So when you see the way Rich Paul continues to scale his business, it's going to be a business that's going to be around for a long time. Absolutely, so, so with how, players. <laughs> yes, with great players. So how you play this relationship can also depend upon, look, you can't turn down players from making huge deals, but you can deflect players and say, I don't know if this organization is the right organization for my I don't, players moving in. But the see, the only, the only problem that I have with that, though, Jay, it's the Lakers. I, I, I understand so what you're saying, though. Okay? That's the only if, – yeah. if we were talking about the Knicks or we were talking sure. about the Milwaukee Bucks or, or something Cavs. like that. Or the Cavs. Or the Cavs. It's the Lakers. Yes, you know how many people. You know how many people would get in the ears of those players and tell them, "Man, what you mean? You're not going to play for the Lakers because your agent has an issue with the front office." A little bit different, key. But that's beyond that. Rob Palinka's power, a lot of it came from Kobe Bryant, who tragically is no longer around. Rich Paul's power, and I know Rich Paul built out his business, like you know. like, it's not that it's solely relying upon LeBron James, but a lot of the power comes from LeBron James. Uh, 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 that oh. part, I, I know we got a break here in a minute, but, hey, I that roster is ridiculous. I prefaced it by saying that. I get it. Look who his partner but is right now, too. Like, take that into I, I get it. He, LeBron, he in Hollywood. as LeBron James' power wanes based on his age and level of play, that does not help the enterprise. Key, that's the point you were making earlier about oh. Jeannie's calculation yeah. about LeBron. But see, Key, I don't think LeBron James' power <laughs> is waning. Jay, we got a break, man. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax brought to you by Mako. Scratches, dents, and dings on your car. When life throws you uh-ohs, just say, better get Mako. Go to Mako.com today. And today is a huge day for Aaron Rodgers' future. And it has nothing to do with this cryptic IG post from last night. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio Key. We got your top seven NFL free agents in your real rankings today. Take it away. Number seven. Number seven, cornerback Stephon Gilmore. Could be high on a lot of people's list in, in free agency because corners are big. You know, a lot of people probably look at this top seven and say, why is a corner sitting at seven? A guy that had an injury situation, got out of New England, went to the Carolina Panthers, certainly got his form back in Carolina to a degree. But remember, corners are at a premium in the National Football League because it's a pass-happy offense. Number pass six. Mike Williams, the receiver from the Chargers. I almost called him the San Diego Chargers. Still haven't gotten over that, the Los Angeles Chargers. Receivers are at a premium because it is a pass-happy league. He is a big red zone target. He will take advantage of smaller corners. Teams are looking for that. Imagine getting him to the New England Patriots. Imagine finding a young quarterback that you can pair him with. I hope the Chargers sign him back so he can be a main threat along with Keenan Allen for an emerging Justin Herbert. Number five. Again, premium left tackle spot, Orlando Brown. Now, remember, Orlando Brown was traded from the Baltimore Ravens to the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City would best be served to sign this guy back so they can protect their $500 million quarterback. But if they don't, somebody will be a lucky guy and a lucky team getting this big stud of a left tackle. Number four. J.C. Jackson sitting at number four. Remember now. It is a pass-happy league. So one of the things that is a must is taking care of cornerbacks. The New England Patriots love corners. They've had plenty of them, Hall of Fame guys. They would be best served to try to retain him and pay him. New England doesn't like to pay big money on their players, but I for some reason feel that Jackson will get that payday with the New England Patriots. Number three. Teron Armstead, if I'm saying correct. Name, because you know they change them all the time. They might be Terrell one day, Teron the next day. Here it is again, a big offense alignment. When you think about tackle positions at a premium, the New Orleans Saints, not sure who's going to be their quarterback, but somebody out there is looking to upgrade their offensive line. The Cincinnati Bengals will be in the market to pay big money for Joe Burrow to protect him so they can try to get back to the Super Bowl, considering what happened in the Super Bowl with them in that offensive line. Big payday coming for Ormstead. Number two. Number two, Chandler Jones of Arizona. A year ago, Chandler Jones wanted big money from the Arizona Cardinals. They said, no, thank you. All he did was went out there and wreak, wrecked havoc, created a problem for pass rush, for offense alignment, trying to stop this big-time pass rusher. When you start building teams, you think about it from the outside in. The left tackle to protect the quarterback, but somebody to go get the quarterback, and Chandler Jones will be, Highly sought after in free agent market for big money. Number one. And the number one guy on all the free agent boards is Devontae Adams. Now, whether or not he actually makes it to free agency, I I believe the Green Bay Packers will tag him and figure out how to get a long-term deal 
done with their star wide receiver. It's a passing league, and all he does is catch touchdowns, catch balls from Aaron Rodgers. But I'm sure if they don't tag him and Aaron Rodgers leaves, he will be getting out of there because I'm sure he does not want to play with Jordan Love at all. That's Key's Real Rankings, and they're brought to you by Dell for your small business needs. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Key, the only one I had on there, and I know he's coming off that ACL injury, but I think what it comes down to, I think Chris Cowan's going to be in an interesting situation, 25 years old, and with Antonio Brown gone, like I think a return to Tampa is probably inevitable. But I just I feel like he has a chance coming off that ACL. I know having the ACL tear hurts, but still, I mean, he was a pretty big piece of an offense that won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I just try to, you know, with this seven, I tried to keep Chris Godwin, OBJ, some of those guys mm-hmm. yeah. off the list because you don't know where they're gonna end up with their rehab. Yeah. Um, you just don't you you don't really know. But I think Chris Godwin certainly will be sought after. Just and when we're talking about the top seven guys. I try to factor in the money part of it, too. I think all these seven guys will get big money because of the injuries to some of the players. They won't necessarily get the big money. They'll probably have to do one-year, two-year type deals and get back into the free agent market a couple years from now. That's like a separate Keys Real Rankings. We need to do Keys Real Rankings of of players coming off injuries. You know, like OBJ and Chris Godwin, those are – Hellified well, receivers or, or, to be coming or, off injuries. I guess we we could probably do top short term free agent mm-hmm. deals, right? Mm-hmm. Because Von Miller is somebody yep. that I would sign on a shorter deal and give him top dollar on a shorter deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chandler one of those, Jones, another one maybe. They see Chandler Jones can go get him though, and he yeah. he can go get him. That's why I got him yeah. high. When you're building a team, man, you want to get your quarterback. If you got a franchise left tackle to protect him, that's great. To get him. Do you want to get somebody to go get him? If I got a shutdown corner, I'll go get him. If I got a pass catching wide receiver, clearly yep. Devontae Adams and, and Mike Williams, I'm going to find those guys. It's like one, two, you know? three, four, five, which you just mentioned, almost in that order. You know, sometimes with exceptions of Jamar Chase, but usually it's quarterback, left tackle, you know, right defensive end. And then a premier wide receiver, premier corner, depending on their varying talents. But that's kind of almost the order. Yeah, the league, the league, the league doesn't have the shutdown corners like when I played. With, right. You see, I played against Ty Law and Champ Bailey and Pat Sertain and in in Sam Madison and in Aeneas Williams and Deion Sanders. Those type of corners were glovies. Like you know, those dudes, they, when they get up on you, it was rough. Nowadays, it's all these schemes protecting guys, and so people think, "Oh man, he's a shutdown corner." It's like, no, man, he's not Almost following. He's not yeah. following nineteen, as I would say, Jay, all over the field. Yes, yeah. I Yo. mentioned me in the third person again, Jay. That is <laughs> I'm, correct. I'm used me. to it now. It doesn't even phase me anymore. Um, I, I do. Key, how do you think OBJ is going to come back off that second ACL issue? I, I'm sure he's a. I'm sure he's going to come back um, just based on his first ACL and his. His ability to rehab, he's not a lazy person. So you worry about lazy people, right, when they get hurt. Guys that don't want to work. People that don't want to work and they just want to sit around, those are the ones that you worry about. I'm not worried about him because I think he'll rehab the way he needs to to get back on the field. I mean, he loves playing the game of football. And when you love playing a game of football, you do whatever it takes to get back on the field. Yeah, we'll talk about Zion Williamson, I'm sure, as the year goes. Oh, sorry. Oh, Apropos of nothing. Jeez. No, for real though. When you you guys, you can ask almost any coach or anybody in in the medicine field and sports. When you got a lazy player, 
you know, that, the last one in the building but the first one out, and he gets hurt, you might as well, his career might as well be over with. So, but that's not OBJ. So, no, for sure. Um, Key, you, the number one guy on your list, Devontae Adams, you would think is tied to Rodgers, whether or not that's a determining factor. Those two you think of together because that's the combo on the Green Bay Packers. And Rob Domofsky, ESPN NFL analyst on NFL Live, said this about Rodgers and the Packers' future with and without him. When the decision comes, well, they expect it to be before free agency. But if Rodgers indeed informs them that he's going to play here again next season and perhaps beyond, then they're it's putting the puzzle together of how they retain as many of the players that they have for a championship run as possible. If Rodgers tells them no, he doesn't want to play, whether it's here or he just wants to retire, then they probably get into a situation field where they shed as many of these veterans as possible and start building for the future. Now, the one guy, though, that seems to be part of their plans regardless is receiver Devontae Adams, and that's via the franchise tag at minimum. Yeah, and, and so he's correct. Rob is correct right there. You, you're going to keep him regardless. I mean, in, in the end, as Max would attest to, you follow the money as a player. Yes, clearly, I want my quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, to be here with me. But if they getting ready to give me $150 million with 80 of it guaranteed, ain't what the hell I look like? I'll see you later, Aaron Rodgers. And that, and that is payday for Devontae Adams. At some point, Devontae Adams is going to worry about the money and not about the quarterback. So, you know, it's funny because this is – when you think of the all-time great quarterback-receiver combinations, they didn't win a Super Bowl together, and they were on some good teams together. Mm. But just in terms of the talent of each dude, the level at which they were playing, Devontae Adams, and Cooper Cup set all the records, I get it. You could argue he's won. But I think if you polled football players, Devontae would probably, over the last two seasons – maybe three, be considered the best guy over that time span, right? Best receiver in the, in the sport. You had guys popping up. Your nephew, he, Michael Thomas, you had guys. Uh, uh, he didn't pop up. He dominated for three years. He got hurt. Stop. No, no, I'm saying, but I'm saying, but I'm saying <laughs> I'm, over the last, over these last three years, uh, no, DeAndre Hopkins, right there, yeah. are guys who you say, okay, this year, that guy. But over the last three year, Cooper Cup this year, I would say you take Devontae. And same thing with Aaron Rodgers. So there haven't been that many times in history where the number one quarterback, according to many, and the number one wide receiver are on the same team at the same time pr- playing at prime levels. You know, you that's usually, what these guys have done. You usually get, if, if you got the number one quarterback, you probably going to have the number one receiver, right? Whether it's Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, Jerry Rice and Steve Young, Montana, you usually going to have that. Keyshawn, well, Jay Will, yeah, in history, there are a handful of times. I was just going to read a, a quote from Aaron Rodgers, which I think is really interesting. He says, I, I don't think 17 wants the franchise tag. Uh, he said it on the Pat McAfee show after the season. I, I just think that's interesting. Like, you know, and now are you taking signs from Aaron Rodgers about what Devontae Adams wants, and how does that play into you getting Aaron Rodgers on your team again? Well, this decision should be coming down shortly, right? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. Much more on this. Plus, why the Steelers franchise just does things differently. From uh, Steelers Super Bowl champion, you're going to hear from that. 
How do you feel about the Brian Flores hire? Pittsburgh is giving him an opportunity to not let him be blackballed, but they got a steal as well because he is a head coach at minimum defensive coordinator. Mike Tomlin's only going to make hires that help his team. And bringing in a guy like Brian Flores, he's saying this is a guy who will help us get to the next level. And bringing in a guy like Ryan Clark is going to help us get to the next level on this. ESPN NFL analyst is with us. Good morning, R.C., Good morning, brother. I see we jamming. Okay. Yeah. Oh. This so, is the way you wake up at 6.30 a.m. Central Time. So, Central Time. This is a 3.45 a.m. Eastern for us, brother. <laughs> I see you with all of I see you with everything behind you, RC. I got to make sure you get my book, man. I got to have you with the book behind you. Yeah, send me one. I'm, I'm going to make sure up you here, man, with the books. I got you. Yeah, I'm going to make sure. Yes, sir. You on TV enough. I need free advertising. <laughs> of the Steelers hiring Brian Flores I got as, you. as a defensive assistant. What's your take? Um, I think the, the first thing is, you know, I'm happy he got a job. Uh, this is a man who seemed um, that he understood that what he did and following suit against the NFL and its teams could possibly keep him from coaching in the future, I think he's better than being an assistant coach and a linebacker coach. But this is huge for the Pittsburgh Steelers to have someone of his caliber, of his pedigree on their staff. Um, I also think it's a good thing for Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, who at one point was the only African-American coach left in the NFL, now getting an opportunity to uh, kind of add to his legacy. You know, he was, he is a coach who, you know, hasn't had, you know, many you know, hasn't had white offensive coordinators, I mean, black offensive coordinators, black defensive coordinators, and so now he gets an opportunity to at least add to his legacy by picking up a, a black coach who could have been ostracized because of some of his decisions. I think it's a terrible look for the NFL. When you're the NFL and you have uh, this opportunity and a coach, and hiring Brian Flores meant you weren't getting a coach who wasn't experienced. It's not like you're not getting a coach who hasn't earned his way in the NFL, who hasn't shown that he is more than capable to do his job. And so for none of the other coaches in the NFL, I guess now what, it would be 28 uh, white coaches, for none of those coaches to see the value in a guy like Brian Flores continues to show what the NFL truly is, that the NFL is the good old boy crew and that what those, what is it now, 29 white billionaire male owners will do is they will collude. And we've talked about this through the NFLPA, and I think this is a bad look on the league, but a good look for the Steelers, a good look for Mike Tomlin. Yeah, um, it, it, is, it is not lost on me, RC, that in a league with, as you said, this hiring cycle, one black head coach. It's, it's as though Mike Tomlin's saying, not on my watch. This dude, I mean, you're right. It's, yes. it's, 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 it, I don't think he's too proud to work, right? Like when you talk about Flores, he'll, he wants a mm-hmm. job in the NFL. He should be a head coach, at worst a coordinator, but he has to take what he can yes. get right now, and Mike Tomlin will make sure mm-hmm. at this moment he is employed. Seems yep. to me. Um, yeah, Ryan... Talk about the Steelers, for instance, and one of your beloved teams in the National Football League. Kevin Colbert, the general manager, mm-hmm. said that he's excited to see Mason Rudolph and see what he can do as the, I guess, starter going into the offseason. You shaking your head. I'm shaking mine, too. I didn't see what he could do. You just talking at this point, right? 
Yeah, man, I, I don't know. Listen, I have the utmost respect for GM Kevin Colbert. I mean, shoot, he was who gave me my contract uh, when I went to the Steelers in 2006. You know, he's engineered championship football teams. But this makes no sense to me. We've seen Mason Rudolph. Uh, we know that Mason Rudolph is, at best, an average quarterback. And if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, the reason that this team is thought of the way that they are, the reason that this organization is revered in the NFL is because they consistently put out championship contenders. Mason Rudolph will not make this team a championship contender. And so if they decide that he's going to be their starting quarterback headed into this NFL season in 2022, the Pittsburgh Steelers have decided that they are no longer the organization we remember. They are no longer the organization that had the six Lombardi trophies before the New England Patriots had them. The team that would constantly try to compete to win championship and would fill the team to do no less. If you decide on Mason Rudolph, then you are settling and letting the world know, letting the Pittsburgh Steelers fans know that you are not trying to win a Super Bowl because he is incapable today, and I believe he will be incapable going forward in the future. Average quarterback, Mason Rudolph, that's being extremely generous. Maybe not an average starter. Okay, an average, <laughs> if you take 64 guys, maybe he falls in the middle. Okay. Here are Ryan Clark, uh, ESPN football analyst, NFL analyst on Keyshawn J. Will Max. RC, I want to go from the AFC North to the NFC North uh, to a beautiful mystery. Yep. To a hashtag MNG, <laughs> Monday Night Gratitude. What was your take on all the prayful, like the praising and the thankful messaging from Aaron Rodgers uh, last night? You know, I think at some point, and, and we all have egos, right? We, we all build ourselves up to a point to where we feel like we should be cared about. Um, I think those things come off in different ways, and we display those things in different ways. Aaron Rodgers could very well have handled everything last offseason behind closed doors and also the start of this offseason. He's choosing not to. Aaron Rodgers had a spot on the Pat McAfee show every week to let you know exactly what he thought, whether you thought it was good or bad, right or wrong, he was getting an opportunity to share his narrative. But every time we, he did that, we talked about it. No matter what Aaron Rodgers said, we have now begun or began to hang on every single word that comes out of this man's mouth and now even what comes from this man's fingers. And I think he enjoys that. I think he has has now learned or at least accepted that he finds himself extremely intelligent. Uh, he finds himself engaging. And the reason that he finds himself engaging is because us dummies always engage. And so here's just another smoke screen put out by Aaron Rodgers that will have us talking. Another way that Aaron Rodgers is getting to not only control the narrative, but also control his comings and goings as he wants to in a league that doesn't normally allow you to do that. And so I'm not going to read into you know, what it all meant uh, because only Aaron Rodgers knows that. The same way only Aaron Rodgers knew that he'd show up to the first day of training camp last year with the Kevin shirt from the office um, and get his deal manipulated in a way where he was treated better by that organization and where it gave him at least a little more control of his future. R.C. Ryan Clark, Super Bowl champion, ESPN NFL analyst, of course. Ryan, you talk about Mason Rudolph being an, uh, not an average starting quarterback, but he is an NFL quarterback, that's true. And Ro at, Aaron Rodgers. An average quarterback, yeah. yeah Aaron Rodgers, you know, you have to give up uh, your whole franchise to get him. Russell Wilson, you have to give up an arm and a leg. But R.C., if you want a Jimmy G, you only got to give up maybe an arm, maybe not even, a few fingers. 
Like, how, how did <laughs> Jimmy G, when I think about potential landing spots for Jimmy G, my mind immediately goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are your thoughts on Jimmy G? Yeah, I thought, you know what, I thought that would be something, you know, they would at least kick around. And especially when you hear Kevin Colbert say things like he's excited to see what Mason Rudolph can do. And listen, none of us think none of us think that Jimmy G is a world buster. But what we do have to recognize and acknowledge is Jimmy G took a team to a Super Bowl. Jimmy G had a team one completion away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs and being Super Bowl champions. This year he had another team, the same team, but another year in the NFC Championship. And so you know if you surround Jimmy G with the right pieces, you can actually win football games. And so you look at a place like the Pittsburgh Steelers, if I'm a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with some of the things that they have going on, Jimmy G is a guy that I look at. And, you know, when we think of the way we spoke about Jimmy G as it pertained to the San Francisco 49ers, it was because we thought that team should have already won a Super Bowl. But the thing that we can never take away from him is is, is that he got them there. And then the other thing you have to look at is think about who the San Francisco 49ers were during Jimmy G's tenure with Kyle Shanahan without Jimmy G. It was a below average team. It was a team that could barely win a game. And with him, you're in the NFC Championship and you're in the Super Bowl. Now, his health is always an issue, but I do think there's a market for Jimmy G. And if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm at least making a call to see what it would take to make him my bridge quarterback if I look to get a quarterback this season. I mean, this season in the draft or next. That is the great Ryan Clark, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, R.C. as always. All right, R.C. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a good one. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance from Fab Five to a five-game suspension. That's not Evan's oh A material. Goodness. Evan, I said only A material. Oh, my goodness. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. The Big Ten laid out suspensions for the incident the other night. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin. Juwan Howard is suspended for five games. Some remainder of the regular season. Fined $40,000 for hitting Wisconsin assistant coach Joe Krabenhoft in the face. In the face after Sunday's game. It was sort of a hybrid swing grab. <laughs> And it was open-handed, and I think five games sounds right. Rest of the regular season, I, that's what, that was my instinct when it happened, and that's what they gave him. Good. Greg Gard got fined $10,000, not suspended. 
Yeah. And Greg Gard kind of started it when he grabbed Juwan Howard's arm. Just like the timeout. He has plausible deniability. Oh, no, I just want to tell him something. But don't be grabbing on somebody, especially when they tell you they don't want it. That's, what, that's really what instigated the physical nature of everything. And I'd have, I'd have knocked him out for two games because the kids each got one game, and I think the coaches are more culpable than the kids. Michigan players Terrence Williams, Musa uh, Diabate, and Wisconsin guard Jacoby Neath each suspended a game. But anyway, that's what happened. Here is the quote from, the statement from Jawan Howard. After taking time to reflect on all that happened, I realize how unacceptable both my actions and words were and how they affected so many. I am truly sorry. Howard said in a separate statement released by Michigan on Monday, quote, I'm offering my sincerest apology to my players and their families, my staff, my family, and the Michigan fans around the world. I would like to personally apologize to Wisconsin's assistant coach, Joe Krabenhoft. Juwan Howard referred to him as Joel Krabenhoft in his statement. Maybe a typo. That could happen, I suppose. And his family, too. Lastly, I speak a lot about being a Michigan man and representing the University of Michigan with class and pride. I did not do that, nor did I set the right example in the right way for my student athletes. I will learn from my mistake and this mistake will never happen again. No excuses. Oh, Jay, I like that. I love it. Uh, that's accountability. That's what you want from your coach. Frankly, I wish that would have came out sooner, but it still did come out. I am still waiting for Greg Gard to have some kind of comment about this situation. And look, regardless of whether name got spelled wrong, I got an email this morning <laughs> early from uh, University of Michigan just saying, hey, there was a typo issue. Like, fine. Like, it's still there's an effort, concerted effort, to show, hey, there's accountability on my end. I messed up. Uh, I get frustrated by this whole thing, and, and I get that Juwan Howard, I think they got it right with the five-game suspension. I did not think he should lose his job. Uh, I did think that was a poor representation of Jawan for the man I've known him to be and the University of Michigan. But I, I am kind of appalled that there was no type of one-game suspension for Greg Gard. The one thing I know, and, and Key, we know this as athletes. You know, if there's a gripe or we have beef with another player or a coach, when we do go by them in college, look, you shake their hand, you move forward, Right. It was very apparent to me that Juwan Howard did not want to conversate with Greg Gard. And there is something about the entitlement by Greg Gard to grab him by the left arm that says, no, you're going to talk to me now. Like he ain't a coach. Like, Like, like I'm going to treat you like a player. Yeah. Like, you're not a coach. Like, by the way, we act like there's nothing called the cell phone or you can't pick up the phone or when the game's over, have your SID or your director of basketball operations, go into the locker room and say, you know what, Juwan, Greg would like to talk to you for a second post-game. He would like to explain to you or communicate to you why he thought that way. Or not explain yourself at all. But to just have the entitlement key to grab a coach to stop him. It wasn't, like a, it wasn't a soft grab. It was a stir, like, no, I'm and just Jay, you just like you said yesterday, yeah, Jay, just like the timeout, there's plausible deniability there. He can, like, Greg Gard is slick. He can say, oh, you're coaching, so I'm coaching. Oh, no, I just grabbed him to talk to him. But there's a little dig underneath it. Exactly. Greg, and that, Greg to me, Key, that do, deserves a one-game suspension, in my Greg opinion. Greg can do whatever he wants to do in terms of the timeout, what got under sure, of Jawan Howard's skin. He can coach the game however he, he chooses to coach it. But you don't put your damn hands on me. 
You don't touch right. me at all. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't. And, and I think Greg Gard and his people are trying to minimize his actions to a degree, um, which shouldn't happen. You, like you said, Jay, you want to you wanna hear something from him as far as an apology go. So do I. But guess what? You, you probably won't get it at the level because he's going to – right now, it's all the heat is on Juwan. So he's going to play victim in this situation. That's just how it goes. Minimize it, play victim. See, I didn't really and, do nothing. That's what, that, that's what happens. And, Key, you know, I just realized this too because I, I was watching the game at home. Do you know that Greg Gard stood there at the half-court line kind of staring down Juwan Howard and company when the whole thing was done while Juwan Howard and his team were being removed off the floor? Just the visual of that, I just recognize. That makes me so frustrated. Yeah, Greg Gard is it's slick. It's like the biggest instigator. Like, yeah, come back here and fight me. What, what else are you going to do? By the way, he's slick, and he got he got Juwan Howard's goat. And now and Juwan Howard Man. got himself in trouble. Greg Gard is slick. All right, an NFL team with back-to-back top six picks. Coming up, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.